What is up, everyone? This is the Buffalo Blitz right here on the Built on Buffalo Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter network. He's Lance, um, Peter, and this is the Buffalo Blitz. A little different tonight, Lance. As you know, we're doing a pre-recorded show. But as always, you can feel free to drop your comments if you're on Facebook, if you're on YouTube. If you're on Twitter, retweet it, like it. Come over to Facebook and YouTube, drop your comments. But it is a pre-recorded show. But as always, feel free to comment, feel free to share. And if you missed this episode, it's on Apple Podcasts or Spotify coming out Wednesday morning or wherever you get your podcasts. How are we doing tonight, Lance? Doing well. And uh, how you doing, Bills Mafia and Peter? This show, as always, is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up now using the promo code BLITZ and you'll get a deposit match from $10 up to $100. Uh, so you deposit $10, they'll give you 10 more bonus or up to 100. You will get your deposit matched by Underdog Fantasy. And you can go and play the best daily fantasy games in the entire universe. And yes, you guys sponsored by Underdog, use promo code Blitz. But we also have another special announcement. If you missed last week's episode, if you don't follow Bill and Buffalo on social media or on us on social media, this is your time to listen to the announcement. Buffalo Blitz is going drafting on day two of the NFL draft. NFL rounds two and three. Lance and I will be live for every single pick until Lance has to go to bed because he's old. But besides that, we'll be live for every single pick starting at 7 p.m. Eastern, August 28th. Live reactions and coverage on all picks in both second and third rounds. We'll be talking about both Bills picks, but we'll also be talking about other teams' picks. We'll be breaking down everything in the draft. We have guests from from Bills, Bills content creators, maybe some other cool guests. But we also have guests coming on that are not Bills fans. We have a Patriots creator coming on. We have a 49ers creator coming on. It's going to be a fun night. Live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter starting at 7 p.m. Eastern on August 28th. Lance, how excited are you for that night, man? I'm pumped because you you mentioned two picks for the Bills, but, you know, that may not be the case. We may have more than that, and I think it's going to be really exciting through the second and third round. That's when the meat and potatoes are going to get applied to each team. I think those are the big depth rounds where you're going to grab guys that are really going to be able to, um, you know, take your team to the next level. I think the second and third round is super important for teams to hit on. And I think we've seen in previous years that we really need to get these guys going. 100% and 100%. If you clicked on this live show on Facebook or YouTube or Twitter, or you're watching on podcast version, you can tell by the title of the episode, we are talking draft questions and important draft questions. We are really close to the draft. Next week, we have one of Lance's friends coming on, one of Lance's Good buddies coming on. We'll be breaking down the draft. A Syracuse guy, so we'll talk some Syracuse yeah. prospects, but also the draft as a whole. And then the drafts could happen, and then we'll be live the next day after the first round. So it's exciting. It's going to be awesome. But we're going to be answering some of the draft's biggest questions. And if you guys missed any of the previous episodes, go back and listen to them. We broke down every single position group in this draft, and it was a, it was a blast. So, Lance, I'm going to start with you. The first major question for the Bills. Will the Bills address the O-line in round one? Yeah, I th- I really think the more and more I think about it, I, when you do these mock drafts, you kind of start out three, four weeks before the draft, maybe six weeks, and you start 
thinking about what are the needs, what are the needs? And and we've signed some guys in free agency as well since you know we started doing some mocks. And even though we've signed, you know, Connor McGovern and some other uh depth of linemen, got Questenberry back, uh the guy from the Rams, Edwards, and um We've also signed some receivers, right? So we've signed Sherfield and uh, Hardy, and uh, I don't know if I missed anybody, but we also got Damian Harris. Yes. Um, so, you know, we've got some guys coming in now that are uh, at least mediocre, if not above average talent that we can use. Um, so it kind of is interesting how that affects any of the draft strategy. And I think what it does, right, is set up the bills to take whoever they think is the best uh, prospect at their picks. And I like that, but in the first round, I think it's how the board falls or if they make the move to go get the guy they want. So if Darnell writes there at 24, 25, and they want to make sure they get him or 23, whatever the case may be, they may make a move, try to get up there. Uh, The problem with moving up uh, is I just don't know how many assets they have or what they're willing to to utilize in assets to go up. So if you think about six picks, uh, it's kind of a lean amount of picks anyway. So it's like you really would like to have maybe eight to 10 guys added through the draft, or I would like, you know, um, but we will also sign some undrafted free agents. So I, you know, for me, the sweet spot would be to get to seven, eight picks in this draft if possible. But I think if certain guys are there starting at at pick 20, you're going to see probably the Bills starting to figure out how to move up and try to get their guy that they want. And I'm not going to pretend like I know, but I think Darnell Wright's one of the guys that they're going to be after. Um, if they want to sit back and try to land uh, Dewan Jones from Ohio State, you know, they can possibly do that. But I think it's a um, probably likely that they go O-line, more likely than not, I would say, 55-45 maybe. So, um, you know, I think that it's going to be interesting to see, but I think ultimately the O-line would be the best position uh, to take there because they have a higher drop-off once you get past the first uh, four or five players at each position on the offensive line. The interesting thing about the the offensive line is that it's kind of like if you're going to go – guard in round one you're really at a one prospect look right Lance like you're at Osiris Torrance yeah. and that's it if we're strictly because that's what the question's asking round one I like Steve Avila I don't think they pull the trigger on him in, at 27 so I don't think that's an option and I know a lot of people are talking about Osiris Torrance might not be a perfect fit I don't buy into that like if they think he can come in and start at right guard or left guard right away opposite of Connor McGovern and he's an upgrade over Bates or vice versa then forget the fit. He's a guard. You know what I mean? I think it's not like he's a receiver or a corner. Like it's a little different in my opinion. Right. The question I think is going to be the tackle position because I think in their minds, they sustain the guard position for the year. I think Connor McGovern and Edwards, Brian Edwards were the two guys they brought in. I think they, mm-hmm. in their mind, did the due diligence. I think they did with McGovern. Edwards is still obviously a question mark. The tackle position's interesting, right? And I like how you notice something, Lance, right? If we get to, and this could also be noted when we talk about wide receivers, in my opinion. If you get to the 20s, right? The Bills are not moving up from 27 to 18 or 17. That's going to take draft capital this year. 
and that might take draft capital next year. And I do agree, Lance. If the Bills' probably best bet is probably moving back because I would like to have eight to nine picks. Maybe they move back in the third or fourth round. Maybe they do a little wiggle there, and they want that first-round pick. That could be an option. So don't overreact if they don't right away. Um, the thing is, there's a lot of good O-line, right? We're talking about Peter Skoransky. We're talking about Paris Johnson, Broderick Jones. Those three guys there at 27, you take them. Those three guys at 23 or 22, I would not be mad if you go trade up for them. And then I think there's a right. separate category. It's Anton Harrison, Daywan Jones, Darnell Wright, and maybe Matthew Bergeron, but Matthew Bergeron is probably a day two pick. Darnell Wright is pretty squarely I, in the day two realm there. I think you can get on board with Darnell Wright at 27. I think you can get on board with Daywan Jones and Anton Harrison. I really do. So there's going to be an option. There's probably going to be two tackles or three tackles that you like. We can take at 27. But there's also a couple tackles that you think you can move up on. It screams tackle position here, but it also screams Darnell Wright. Like I see Darnell Wright all over the board. And Lance, something that we have to know, minus the COVID years because you couldn't do it, every single bean pick has been a top 30 draft visit in the first round. There's been 18 so far. There's still 12 that haven't been, I guess, brought in or haven't been announced yet. Darno Wright, along with a lot of other receivers, <laughs> was a top 30 visit. So I think if you when we get that final list, Lance, one of those guys, it's a lot, it's a big list. It's 30 guys. But yep. I would write those guys out on day one of the draft. I would have a list of those guys and I would start checking them off as they fall off the board because they're coming from that pick most likely. So Darnell Wright's one because like, you want your first round guy to be in house, like come in house, like to kind of learn the facility, get to know him on a one on one basis. I think Darnell Wright's twenty seven in play, but Broderick Jones, Paris Johnson, Peter Skaransky are in play at twenty seven. If one of them slips through the cracks and a run of receivers, yeah. like Lance, if we get to like eighteen, right? Let's say, let's say Paris Johnson, Skaransky go right, and we get to eighteen, and then from like eighteen to twenty two, twenty three, receivers go. JSN, Quentin Johnson, Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers, teams need receivers, and they go on a run of receivers. You get to 24, and Broderick Jones is there. You have to go get him, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's a right tackle, and probably could potentially be a left tackle, but, like, he's an instant upgrade, and you just filled a huge need. So the tackle position, you're going to have a guy there that I, I think will have a first-round grade on in most people's eyes, maybe not in the Bills' eyes, like an Anton Harrison, a Daywan Jones. I know – People like him in the second round, but I think they're first round prospects. But Lance, like, there's going to be a guy there. I don't know if it's the guy the Bills want. That's the problem. If you're on the right tackle train, if I had to get, if you had to give a percentage before you get to your point, you said 55 45. I I think that's a fair percentage. Like, I think, I think like 55 60, it just does the board fall. But it could be the opposite. There could be a run on tackles and the receiver board falls and the Bills go up and get a receiver at 23. Like, there's always a run on positions. And I saw a mock draft today, and from like 18 to 23, there's a run on corners. That helps the Bills. Like that type of run helps the Bills because the Bills are not in the market for corners. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you got to think people are going to maybe trade up. Um, the draft order that we know right now is not going to be what it ends up. And um, like I say, I just don't, the biggest thing for me with the bills going up is what are they going to spend? Because we only have six picks already. Are they going to want to use next year's assets in any way? Are they going to trade any current players on the roster to be able to move up? 
or are they going to make trades where they're going to um, trade for other players? You know, is the D hop trade going to happen during the second or third round? You know, because that's the, that's one of the things I was thinking about today, you know, when I was listening to some of the WGR stuff is, Mm -hmm. you know, exactly what they were saying on um, the morning show is that, you know, if, if the receivers don't, that they like aren't there with the first two picks and they say, ah, well, you know, we could go get another project guy in the third, fourth, fifth round, but man, we could also just spend a third rounder and get D hop and we know what he is. Boom. You know, spend it. And that's pretty cool. You know, I think I like that idea. That shakes up the draft, but you know, what also shakes up the draft in the DeAndre Hopkins thing. If a trade happens from now until draft, first round of the draft like if the bills I, it might not it might be more of like the aj brown kind of situation yeah but it also could be the stefan Diggs situation where you want that pick or it's not gonna be for a first round pick but you know what i mean right so yeah if on friday whatever this friday the andrew hopkins is a bill right right after mock drafts for the bills are going to look completely different yeah, absolutely. Because you're not going to have a receiver get slotted to the Bills until day three, if at any, right? Like, it's still probably value to take a day three receiver because there's some mm-hmm. good, in my opinion, day three receivers like like Xavier Hutchinson or Rakeem Jarrett, those type of guys, the guy from Princeton, like those type of guys to develop like another Shakir. But you're not seeing round one. You're probably not seeing round two. And I would be shocked if you see round three for the Bills to go to receiver. So... Yeah, I think, um, you know, this guy, Connor Rogers, was on WGR on the way home Is he a uh, after work today. Uh, he does a lot of stuff with NBC Sports, a lot of different other okay. things. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure all of his uh, uh, titles, but he was he's made a good point, too, is that during this time, GMs are kind of structuring the framework of deals so that if the board falls a certain way, then they just kind of pull the trigger and say, yeah, let's do this deal that we already discussed. Now, everything's ready. They just mm-hmm. fax it in and boom, it's done. So I like the idea of that being like Brandon Bean say, okay, third round, Arizona. Like if we're in the third round and, you know, we haven't gotten our guy yet and say, you know, if you see a guy there that you want, you know, let us know and maybe we can pull this deal off. So I think that that's pretty interesting uh, insight from yeah. Connor Rogers is that I think, and I guess I, I didn't realize this or think about it until, you know, hearing it is that, yeah, all these guys are kind of making plans on like, if this happens, then maybe let's do this. If, you know, Hey, what do you th- handshake agreement? Like if, if our, you know, if you have a guy that you want in this position and, and we're not satisfied with what's left on the board, you know, we'll take this player off your roster you know, would he, and, and then start constructing a deal. I think that's pretty interesting and fascinating. So, um, and I think it's, it's going to be really fun. And, and that's why I'm so jacked up about our, our second and third round show is because I think the first round, you're going to see some movement. It's going to get shaken up for sure. You know, you have Houston with two and 12, they may not want to pick it too, if they can get, uh, you know, kind of paid off as, what they were saying earlier, you know, if, if the Texans don't want to take their quarterback at two, yeah, you know, if their court, if their number one guy was Bryce young and then Bryce young gets taken by the Panthers. Now 
what do you do? Do you want Stroud? Do you want Richardson? Or do you think you'd be just as good with Hendon Hooker as you are with Richardson? So you might as well Mm -hmm. either take, you know, who's it, Will Anderson maybe there or whoever. So do you want to take another guy or do you want to get somebody else's draft capital for the number two pick and then take your guy at 12, whoever it may be? Yeah. You know, if you want to get like a, you know, or if you even want to then use 12 and then move back up to five or something to get whoever, whomever is left that you are saying is just as good as the next guy. So there's no reason, you know, I don't know. So there's a lot of possibilities, you know, you can go from two to five, let's say, and then, you know, somebody who really wants, um, say Richardson or Shroud could could move up or uh, any scenario, a lot of scenarios that are possible. So it's just, it's kind of cool, even outside of the Bills realm, to see, um, you know, how this draft is going to. It could be awesome. Because there's, there's going to be a lot of movement. I think this draft, because of the different draft class strengths and, and the different position uh, or the positions of each uh, positions in this draft, have different rankings. There, the draft is very uh, flush with things like tight ends. It's kind of deep in, but you know, it's, it's kind of a weaker receiver class, right? And um, there's certain positions that are stronger in this draft than, than others. And there's certain needs. Like one of the things that I was talking with my buddy, John about that is going to join us on draft day is yeah, the, the Niners may be looking to, they have three picks, 99, 101 and 102. They're, I think. they're moving up and, and they're going to move up because they, you know, they're looking for a couple of positions here. They have a pretty stout roster, so they're going to go up and just get the best player at the position that they're of their need potentially. So um, that's the interesting thing. You don't know what teams are going to do and how they're going to address their needs. So like you said, if the first round comes and people are uh, high on some cornerbacks or things like that, where our defensive ends, um, these, the, you know, these other positions where the bills kind of need, you know, then that's how you can maybe see uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba moving down, you know, deeper into the draft and have a chance to get them potentially. Um, not saying that's definitely going to happen, but it's a possibility. I, I think you see a lot of people say, oh, this guy's not going to be there. That guy's not going to be there. Well, it's just you don't know where, well, because- where the guys are going to be selected because teams trade up and try to get a certain position that's, you know, that's what there's runs on certain positions. So if the runs come on defensive end and cornerback and things where the bills aren't necessarily in play for that, then you have a better chance of getting the receivers or the offensive linemen you want. We'll get to uh, the next question in a second, but I just want to preface this. I want to say something that I've kind of read a couple of times, right? So I think the consensus top three quarterbacks are Richardson, not the order, but Richardson, Young and Stroud, right? And, it looks like Young's going to go one. And I'm assuming Houston, if they like Stroud, they'll go to Stroud at two. And it sounds like Richardson at four to the Colts, unless somebody moves into that three spot with Arizona, right? But those are the three consensus quarterbacks, right? Levis is the guy that has gone anywhere in mock drafts, like anywhere in the first round, right? And I've seen a lot of them fall out of the first round or a lot of them go mid-20s, right? This is a crazy scenario, crazy scenario, because – when you're not a crazy, but this is like if he gets into the 20s, it becomes a possibility. And I think he might get into the 20s because there's not every not every single team needs a quarterback. So it's a small mm-hmm. section of teams. And when you're drafting a franchise quarterback and not like a backup in the third or fourth or fifth round, you want that fifth year option. It gives you way more leverage. It gives you way more contract negotiation, and it helps you with the money. So you want to take that guy in the fifth in the first round. Will Levis gets to 27. 
where the Bills are picking, I'm assuming someone's given Brandon Bean a call. Yeah. And I'm assuming if the team loves that quarterback that much, they're overpay. That's a dream trade back scenario for the Bills. A team that maybe already picked a quarterback or picked a player earlier and wants to get back in and take a quarterback, kind of what the Ravens did with Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. And they'll give up more than they probably should because you trade up a lot to get a quarterback or your franchise quarterback. That's just a scenario that probably won't happen. But it's interesting because Will Levis at 27 is a possibility to, to be in that range, not to go to 27. But the Bills would definitely field calls, in my opinion. If you get Will Levis at 27 and you can somehow, and I'm not saying the Bills are taking Will Levis at 27. Someone's going to say I said that. But Will Levis being around at 27, being available for other teams, not the Buffalo Bills, for the Bills to trade back. And that's a ton of leverage right there. That's not a bad option. And they, I could see teams even doing that for Hendon Hooker as well. I think trading back in, someone yeah, really, if somebody really yeah. wants Hooker and they, you, they say, okay, we want the fifth year option. have to get the fifth year then, then I think Hendon Hooker is probably the last guy on that list. I think you have Levis and, and then Hendon Hooker. Yeah. And those two guys outside the top three that you mentioned are definitely possibilities. I think that because you could see four going in the top 10 or 12, that's fine. But then outside, even, you know, like I said, if that fifth guy, whomever it is, is, is hanging out there. Um, and for shot. whatever reason, those, those offensive linemen are, are not there, so it's not a sure thing. Like if you're gonna choose between Anton Harrison and Dewan Jones and those kind of guys that are fifth, sixth, seventh at their position, or fourth, however you know, however close to the top they are, there's still not a huge difference between them. So I think that's the thing that you have to say. Like, oh, okay, I'm not gonna get the top three guy that I wanted, so I might as well drop back anyway and get get the guys that are comparable and see where it goes from there. So yeah. you're with me, brother. I'm sorry. Uh, and look, if you're, I don't know why I had some Wi-Fi issues. I'm in college. It is what it is. Uh, Lance, you can see me. Uh, fading in and out of there, bud. Uh, you know, Lance, you care. You care. You keep going. I think the next point we wanted to bring up is whether or not a linebacker in round one is too early. And I think the point we've had on this is that if the linebacker is a stud and is a perennial pro bowl, all pro player, um, then yeah, you can take uh, that guy in round one, but based upon, you know, a lot of the different evaluations and where the value uh, settles in there, I think that, they may not be the best value picks and round one. I think you can wait and you can get one of the top three or four guys in round two. And even if you have to move up from 59 to 49, let's say to get Simpson or Campbell, um, I think that's easier to do. uh, Especially if you were, you know, if you trade out of 27, gain those assets, you know, maybe get a tackle early round two now you want to move back up into the mid or late 40s, then you can definitely do that and try to uh, get your linebacker. And I think the linebacker is now even less important because you have A.J. Klein who just signed. And now with that, the the choice of a linebacker becomes even more uh, unlikely, especially in the first round. 
You still lost me, don't you? I can hear you. You're okay. Okay. I'm going to keep going until my wife. We're getting a new Wi-Fi. It's, this is ridiculous. This is driving me nuts. But, yeah, is linebacker round one too early? It might be. It's because I don't know if the players on the board that will be there, will, and they will all be there most likely, are the best possible pick the Bills can kind of do, right? Like you have Jack Campbell, you have Drew Sanders, you have Trenton Simpson. There's a lot of there's a high chance that a lot of those guys are there in round two. So do you really want to take one of those guys in round one? Like I don't know. Like I think I think Jack Campbell can be that guy. I do. I think Drew Sanders can be that guy. I don't know if there's value there, Lance, in round one. I don't know. Is it, you know? I'm gonna say probably. It's probably a little bit too early. There, it's just there's a problem with the Bills if they seek a linebacker. Fifty nine. That might be too late to take Campbell, Simpson, and Sanders, right? Yeah. So is your best bet trading back into the forties probably and taking one of them? Yeah. But I've seen a lot of mock draft simulators, and I know there's simulators, so you never know. Have those guys available at fifty nine? I don't know. Exactly. I, I Look, if I'm going to answer the question as a yes or no, is a linebacker in round one too early? Yes. Yeah, it's absolutely yes. I think that you have the ability to move up and up or down in round one or two. So you can take somebody at 27 if your tackle's there, if your you know, number one wide receiver is still on the board, um, or if you even if you trade up in the first round to get your guy, whatever position it is, then you can still trade up from 59 in the second round to the late forties, early fifties, if you need to, um, and get, you know, say you see Sanders, then Simpson come off the board back to back, right. Then you're calling that next team immediately yeah. saying, all right, I got to get Campbell here. What do you got to have? You know? So then you're, you know, what are you giving them? You're giving them 59 and 137 or 59 and 205 to get to get up 10, not even 10 spots, maybe potentially. And we'll see, you know, 10 to 12 spots in the second round is a heck of a lot different than the first round. So I think it's, uh, you know, still going to cost you something. But you could even I think if you're really that hard pressed on the linebacker class this year, like if Jack Campbell is your absolute guy, rather than taking him at 27, just get something in place and give up a say a third even a second rounder next year if you need to give up 59 and a second rounder next year and go to where you need to get to mid 40s late 40s whatever you need to do and and then get your guy that way in the second round there's no reason necessarily to take him at 27 just because you fear he's not going to be there at 59 i think that's ridiculous approach and i don't think the bills are going to do that i think they'll look to move i think they're going to look to move up from 59 to get that linebacker if they see a run on those positions. But I think they're, they're also going to wait and see what comes to them because they don't, again, they don't have a, the luxury right now of spending a lot of assets this year. I think they really need to kind of gain more, you know, that's why trading back from 27 seems so likely for me is just because a, the pick's been traded out of a ton of times last, like every year for the past five, six years. And then on top of that is, you know, you got a team at 27, the Bills, that needs more, you know, not even the youth movement, but they also need the the low salary cap movement. Um, uh, and so if they can get yeah. eight 
guys to fill out their roster, uh, you know, in this draft that like, that's kind of where the sweet spot is, I think. So um, the more cheap contracts they can get out of this draft, the better. And I think there has to be value for them. So it's not just do it just to do it, but I think trading back from 27 then gives you probably four day two picks. And that's where you're going to build a lot of your depth. I think we also have to get starting to get a little more familiar with day one Henley, the linebacker from Washington State, because I think there's a high, high possibility he's there at 59 and he could be that pick at 59. But I also think when you come to the first round and when you talk about linebackers, and we both said it's too early, so we both answered, I guess, the draft the question that we put on the screen for you guys. And if you're on podcast version, is linebacker in round one too early? That's the question. And we all both said yes. I think like like Bean's a big best player available player like, uh, drafter, right? And it's kind of come back and bit him a couple times more on day two of the draft. He doesn't have the best track record for day two. That's the problem. Like Cody Ford and Boogie Basham and those type of players. And Boogie Basham and AJ Benetz and Boogie Basham can still have a breakout year three, and we won't care. And it won't it'll be fine. The problem is, I don't know if he has any of these linebackers as a round one grade. And I think it's pretty simple, right? I think if he Anybody on the board that he's in for round one grade on, unless it's like a quarterback, but I'm assuming he doesn't care about the quarterbacks, he's trading out of that pick. And like Lance, I know you've been the biggest, or not, you're not the only one, but on the show, and I tend to agree with you, you're a big proponent of moving back in this draft. And look, is it going to kind of stink on Thursday night when it's the pick 27 and it's 11 o'clock or 10:45 and you're tired? You worked all day to 8 o'clock. You just want to watch the draft, get excited about the pick, because we're going to get excited about the pick no matter what happens. And we trade back and trade out, and we're done for round one. It's going to stink. It's going to be more fun for Lance and I, because we get to cover the whole round two and three. I'm not going to be mad one bit. No, but <laughs> I think Bills fans, it could be beneficial because you could get three to four players on day two that all could start or play legit snaps and fill holes right away. And I think if the Bills walk away after round two with one of the three linebackers at Campbell, Sanders, or Simpson and a starting right tackle or Tank Dell or Josh Downs, you're not going to care what they did in round one, which was nothing, which was moved back. And maybe you walk away with eight to nine picks. And I, and Lance, and I, you and I have talked about this. Four picks in the top 100 is where I think the Bills have to shoot for. That's just one more than they have. Yeah, that's just one more than they have. That's it. That's it. Do the Bills move fifth? Do the Bills might package twenty twenty four picks and move back into the third, or move up in the second, like or I don't know. Like maybe they move back out of fifty nine. I don't know. I, they can I would trade a player. They can. They can. Ed do Oliver. Ed things, Oliver. Think, you know. Ed Oliver's the guy. Ed Oliver's a huge candidate. Ready? Um, Ready for, for this? Ready for Bills fans to absolutely lose their freaking minds before we get to the next question. Mozzie Smith at 27, who I have I have concerns about his motor and his uh, ability. When you have questions about a guy's motor, that doesn't really – that scares me a little. When you have to get him ready to play in a freaking college football game, that kind of scares me. But Mozzie Smith at 27, and you move up in 59 and go get Josh Downs with Ed Oliver. I don't know. How do you get Jack Campbell then? And then, or no, you move Ed Oliver for a pick, and then you go, I don't know why I was saying 59. That would make no freaking sense. But you know what I mean? You, you move Ed Oliver yeah. with, for a pick, 
and you get Downs and you get Campbell or Sanders or Trenton Simpson. And that would be a hell of a draft. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Next question, Lance, for all the podcast listeners, do the Bills have to take a weapon on day one or day two of the draft for you to be satisfied? For me to be satisfied, yes. I think the the fan base is craving, you know, one of these young, uh, speedy receivers. And there's, quite frankly, a lot of slot guys, which is our position kind of of need on our receiving core. Yeah. So we are lucky in that sense that the the slot class is pretty deep in this. Um, the receiver class as a whole is considered kind of weak. That's because there's not a lot of six foot plus guys yeah. with bulk. It's a lot of six foot or under guys with, you know, 180 pounds or less almost. So, you know, there's a lot of guys that um, are special are almost specialized in the slot, but they're pretty darn good. Like Josh Downs is really good. Zay Flowers would be really good. Uh, these guys I think would be, you know, JSN would be really good. So I think that you have to get, um a day two I'm, I'm thinking day two based upon our conversation here right is you know you're thinking probably an o-line type of guy or maybe even a d-line type of guy in the first uh, as you said as much as i hate to even say that i really don't want to take a d-lineman in the first round again unless it's like nolan smith because i think he's too hard to pass up on at 27 i know he's an edge but i know you, you're not on board with me as much as i am on with that but I think that's really yeah. hard to pass up on a Nolan Smith because I think he's a top twelve talent. Unless it's Jalen Carter, then okay. or yeah. you know, I think unless it's the best player at their position. I don't think we have I'm, to worry about it really. I really don't. I think Edge you might have to worry about a bit, but D tackle like Mozzie Smith at twenty seven is a reach, and after that, like unless it's Jalen Carter, like it's yeah. Brian Brisset. Yeah, I'm gonna. He's there in a in a hell of a lot of mocks. Yeah, I that's. Just, I really don't. There's a couple prospects that I would be jumping through the wall for them to go off the board before the Bills pick, and he's one of those. If yeah. I see him like at 18, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna text you and I'm gonna be like, let's go. Yeah, and I'm also happy. Hopefully, good. B. John Robinson goes like 10 or 12, so I don't hear see Twitter. That's also yeah. another guy. But B. John Robinson's way better and more talented. We'll than get to, Brian we'll get to that in the next topic. So, um, yeah, I think that. A weapon day one or two is 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 a need for the fans probably to be satisfied. I think they're going to be looking at someone. Um, you know, you have guys in the Cedric Tillman range. Uh, Marvin He's, Mims is shooting up draft boards. You know, who's um, also shooting up Jonathan Mingo. Mingo, yep, from Ole Miss. Block, Daniel, right? Jer- Jer- Daniel Jeremiah of NFL Draft Network or NFL Network loves him, which means he's the, going hi- he's going higher than. Originally, he was like a fourth round guy. He's a day two puppy lock. I think Marvin Mims might be a round two lock at this point. So yeah. there's gonna be guys in round three, Lance, that we think go in round two, and vice versa. And he met with the Bills. Mingo did, I believe, whether it was just at the combine or what. But he had a visit with the Bills. Combine. So I think that uh, Mingo's in play uh, for the Bills. The in, Bills in also met two. with a lot of receivers, like Hyatt. Yeah, they've I met th- with Zay Flowers. They've met with Addison. They've met with JSN. They've met with Tank Dell. A lot of those guys are first round or early second round guys. And I, like I said earlier in the show, top 30 visits, guys. Get that on your board when you think round one. I think the Bills have to take a weapon on day one or day two. Mm-hmm. doesn't have to be a wide receiver. 
Yeah, they could pick Michael Mayer at 27, right? They could also go Darnell Washington at 59. You can go yeah. Zach uh, Kuntz. Oh, my God. Zach Kuntz from OD, ODU in round three. Will Bills fans be probably jumping through yeah. the roof? Absolutely not. But there's a lot of different I think avenues. a tight end in round three is actually a lot more value probable than anyone ever thinks well, because you have Sam Laporte. You have some of these guys that could fall there. Shoemaker from Michigan. Well, in Shoemaker might even be a round four guy. We'll see, but you know, yeah, it's true. and we'll see how these simulators work out. But I mean, he's falling to me at one thirty-seven in a lot of these things. So, uh, yeah, but these guys are there's crap. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Fifty. Then. Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. A few of them. Kraft, that's the other name I couldn't think of. Thank you. So, yeah, I think that these guys are certainly um, poised to take a weapon day two. 100%. And then mm-hmm. at day one, if it's the right guy, I think, you know, if, like I say, if you get a Michael Mayer at 27, he's going to be hard to pass up. Like you look at, and this is the point I wanted to make, and I actually was thinking about making this on the sit down last Saturday. And I just blanked on it because we, we had a guest and I had other things, but um, you got for, for day two and, and specifically kind of round three, you have Luke Musgrave, Tucker Craft, Sam Laporta, you have Shoemaker there, um, those and and Kuntz, um, you have those kind of guys that are third round yeah. values, I believe. But I mean, it's just tough to say if Kincaid or Mayer are there at twenty seven. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. You look at, I'm going to say this a lot, and people may disagree with it, and that's fine. But if you look at the way we played against Miami in Week Three, before we had too many injuries. I think we had most of our arsenal for that game. And now there was the heat element, I know, but they they ran two tight end sets like the whole game nearly because they wanted to protect Allen. They wanted to have two guys, each of their tackles protected with a tight end, it seemed. Get a chip on the end, keep them inside, make sure that your tackles can get a hand on them. And I think that makes a lot of sense to me. So if people are going to start using more of the Miami blueprint to go after the bills and go after Josh Allen and, and press these tackles, you have to have another you're, tight gonna, end. you're going to have to figure out protection schemes. And the one way to do that is formation. And if you need to run those formations that rely on guys that can help chip and blocking or, or even stay in and block, you're going to probably want it to be a tight end. Reggie Gilliam is all well and good. And he played a ton against Miami. And he played a ton split at tight end, not necessarily in the backfield. He just gives you so, no, a lot of, not, not really a receiving option. That's exactly. The and then you have Quentin Morris, who 
gives you a little bit of flashiness in receiving sometimes because he does have a little bit of speed, but he's just not not much of a blocker. So you, you really could see them use a guy against a lot of these teams that might start pressuring the, the edge more against the Bills to try to take advantage of those tackles. And I think the way to counteract that is to go a lot more two tight end sets. And a lot of the media is saying that they don't necessarily agree with that approach, but I do. I think that that's really something that they might try to value. And I think if you, if mayor's there at 27 and they pass on, I will be very surprised, but you know, like I said, unless they trade back, but if they make a pick and they don't draft mayor and he's there, unless it's like you said, Broderick Jones there, then you got to kind of take him. So if, if there's a line, you know, top three lineman that's slipped down, and you got to take him at 27. But I mean, outside of that, and outside of JSN being there and a couple other scenarios, I think that tight end you could see. And if they don't do uh, Mayer or Kincaid at 27, I think you really will see something in round three potentially to go get their guy um, because I think they are going to add a receiving weapon, whether it be a receiver itself or tight end um, in day two. Specifically. I've, I've matured on the thought of taking a, a tight end round round one like i've kind of grown on it a little more like you know i think a month ago and you knew i was 100 percent against it yeah it's mayor it's kincaid and i think darnell washington's very interesting i don't know if he's a pick at 27 but he probably has the most upside in my opinion out of all those guys in the sense i of, wouldn't be pissed about it no but i do think kincaid has probably a better receiving ability than mayor i think mayor's safer than kincaid i think kincaid has a back issue I know he's been okay. They said he's okay, but that's still a back issue. I mean, those are never pretty. So probably Mayer's probably the pick at 27. But I've said this a lot. The sweet spot, if the Bills want to run more of a two tight end set, might be in round three and right round four because you have Dawson Knox, who's above and a, a good tight end. So I think like a Sam Laporta or like a Luke Shoemaker in round four probably has a little more value, Lance. Like, he's not Michael Mayer. He's not Dalton Kincaid. He's not Darnell Washington. But he might not have to be if what they, what they believe in Knox and what I like in Knox if you run a two tight end set. And I think that's not a bad option. Like, a shoemaker in round four, I would be on board with. But I'm not against Mayer or Kincaid in round one. I don't know if that's the pick. I think at that 27, I think there's going to be too many good tackles potentially. Or one of the receivers slipped through the cracks that you probably think there's a little more value for the Bills because we can hit the tight end in round three or round four. But, yeah, like, do the Bills have to take a weapon on day one? It's going to be yes. I think they do take a weapon. But it might be a tight end, might be a receiver. Like, JSN in round one. I think I think there's four receivers. <sighs> I don't think they go Quentin Johnson in round one because I think he's too much of a boundary, he's too much of an athlete, and I don't think they really want that. JSN, Addison, Hyatt, and Zay Flowers are the four guys you can take at 27, and you won't see me complaining. I know some people have questions about all of them. Zay Flowers not tall enough. Uh, Jason's injury ability. I think Jordan Addison gets to 27, and I think he's kind of getting slept on because he didn't run that well in the combine. Then we got to get over well, he's that. He's 173 pounds, though. That's the big thing. Is he's problem. small. But so is Jalen Hyatt. I mean, Hyatt's six foot. So Hyatt's, Hyatt's a little bit taller than Addison. Hyatt's but, a field treasure. Uh, yeah, Hyatt also ran, you know, the four four forty. So at least we would saw you be mad at all any of those guys in round one? I'm I'm gonna put Quentin Johnson out because I don't think he's in play at twenty seven. He might not, he might be there, but I don't know if he really fits what the Bills want to do. 
Yeah, I'm re- I'm kind of starting to cool off on Addison being the pick, I but I wouldn't are. mind. I wouldn't mind either of those four. I really wouldn't. I think that any of the four um, of those receivers, I think, will come in and be able to be put start day one. Yeah, they're they'll be put in a position to succeed for sure. Imagine Zay Flowers in this offense with Diggs and Dave. Like that's a gross offense. Like that that his playmaking ability and he fits right right into the slot. And I like I mean, Trent Sherfield and I like Deontay Hardy, but then it kind of lets them be kind of those four and five guys that they are four or five, six kind of receivers that they are like, but the bills can also go on Michael Wilson from Stanford, Marvin Mims in round two. Like there's a lot of different options if they don't go round one wide receiver. So don't panic bills fans. If they don't go round one wide receiver, I would be a little panicked if JSN is on the board at 27 and they pass up on him. I'd be yeah. like, uh, Bean, uh, what are you doing? But if they pass up on, like, let's say Addison, JSN, Johnson, and Hyde are off the board and they pass up on Zay Flowers, I'd be a little annoyed. But if that pick's like a right tackle, I'm not going to be mad. It's not going to be as flashy, but it's going to be good. Yeah, like, there's a couple, like, JSN's there. You don't pass up on him. Like, that's probably the no brainer, in my opinion. But you could, Lance, you could do this. You could take Josh Downs around too. 100%. He I'm all on board for that. Too. I mean, like that's, I have a first, you know how much I love Josh Downs. Yeah, like, you I got think, me hyped on him. I love Josh Downs just as much because I, you know, hear you talk about him, you read about him, you watch his tape. It's just, it's great. You, you look I don't think he's getting enough love. Yeah. And he's built. I mean, he is strong. I mean, he's, he's 5'9, 170, but he is. He looks strong. You know, I, I mentioned Addison at 173, 5'11", you know, that two extra inches yeah. of height that just makes him more, you know, just a thinner uh, frame. And where Downs, yeah, he's a couple inches shorter, but man, he packs the punch and he's got, he's faster than Addison. And he just, you know, I'm not going to sleep on Jordan Addison either. Like I, I. He's a Blundikoff award winner. That's a, that's, that's a pretty good, it's the best award you can win as a receiver. Minus. I guess a Heisman that doesn't really happen. Not like the the good thing for the bills in the, the bills fans that are in the wide receiver company. Like if you want to go wide receiver and the bills want it, there's enough receivers you can take on round two or round three that you'd be okay with like a Cedric Tillman or a Jaden Reed. Yeah. Like those guys would come in and play immediately. I think Mims speed just is people very, I mean, and that's the thing. People it's like four, three, eight speed, five, 11, four, three, eight speed. I mean, that stuff's just, it, again, these are things you can't teach, and that's why Yosivas from Princeton is such an interesting prospect for me because he he's is. a four four three six three two hundred five pound guy that is just like you know you mentioned Michael Wilson six two two thirteen you know he runs a four five eight which isn't as fast but it's one of the you can't teach six two two fifteen and you going up and get that. the ball like you can't Jonathan keep... Mingo like we talked off air here six two two twenty runs a four four six. You can have him in the second round easily and potentially even early third. So if you move up from 91, you could even have a Jonathan Mingo. And that's just like insane to me. That kid's 6'2, 220, runs a 4'4'6. Four, four, Come on. That I'm they like Jaden Reed. I know they've had a another uh, visit with him. So he's 5'11, 190, basically. Another four, guy four, we five. have to, I think we have to note that they had for a top 30 business tank Dell, a visit tank Dell. Boy, you turn on his tape too. He's five nine though, so he's a. They say I, I get he's, he's that's a durability concern. He's small, but boy, he's small, but he fits into the slot. Like that's a guy they had for a top thirty visit. That's not a guy in, in play yeah. in round one, but that's a guy in play in round two. Whatever they do in round one, that's a guy in round two. 
because he was in the top 30 visit. And I keep saying, look for the guys. I would write ready, Lance, and I would do the same thing. And you're probably going to do it because you know what you're doing. But Bills fans, print out or put on Google or have a document or have Excel file, whatever you want, of all the top 30 visits once it's finalized before the draft, right? There's 18 currently finalized at this moment. That's public knowledge. Have all top 30 and start Marking them you off. Know what you can do? Go, go over to the website, builtinbuffalonews.com. Yes. Start writing them down. Our top 30 visit tracker. Um, our guy Cam's putting, I think, Yes, he's doing a great job. And, uh, even a couple of your tweets in there, which I like reading that yeah. and seeing. He's done a really good job with that. He's uh, great. Page. So to go ahead and check out yeah. the top 30 draft tracker if you're listening to this. Uh, check out builtinbuffalonews.com. There's a lot of great writers out there, oh. a lot of uh, good content on that website. And- so. Top 30 uh, player uh, visit tracker is is there and up to date. And, um, you know, use that. Th- those tools are there. And I think, you know, even ESPN's on board now, which we might get to a little bit here uh, with the mock draft simulator. So that's pretty cool to see that they're coming up. And I wouldn't mind trying out their simulator uh, if we're going to do one here tonight. Yeah. And obviously we're, we're pushing time here, but it's okay. Uh, and one thing before I want to get, I think Lance and I are going to start Friday night's draft show with listing off the players that are still available from the top 30 visit. I think that's where we're going to, I think that's exactly where you start off. These are the guys. If there's eight guys, there's five guys. If there's one guy, there's six guys, because these are the guys you got to look at right now, because that's where, if the bills are still in play for 59, or if they moved back and have two, it's whatever, right? Those are the guys you have to look out for. And then you go from there. Uh, Lance, let's go rapid fire. Cause I want to get, I don't want to go over that much more over an hour because I want people to listen. You're scared. Okay. Yes. What position, Lance? Rapid fire. And then last two questions are good rapid fire. The first three were good in-depth questions. Rapid fire. Mm -hmm. What position scares you the most for the audio listeners? So what position scares you the most in round one? Running back. Defensive end. Running back. Running back. Edge rusher again. Like, I I don't want – I'm done with that. We got so many edge rushers. Corners, yeah, I don't – I guess I guess if they want corner round one – I could just say defense in general. I don't want to – I don't want to pick defense. Let's get some fun toys to play with on offense. If they they want corner in round one, I would be like, uh, is Trey White, like, okay, or – something wrong that'd be like scary safety I don't know. if you get if you get some stud corner in round one somehow and you want to trade trey white uh then maybe but i okay, just, we're going down a rabbit hole out here we're yeah. going down a rabbit hole anyways here. running back 100 you know <laughs> what scares back. me even more if b john's gone and they're still thinking about running back <laughs> then i'm gonna have an absolute panic because i you, you could talk yourself into b john because the guy's a, a next level talent just there's other needs so yeah running back I would say DN only scares me if they go like like if Tyree Wilson got there, he's not getting there. Or Miles Murphy, not getting there. Those guys, no one Smith I would take. Like a Will McDonald, BJ Ojolari. Like you said, Brian Brissy, those kind of guys. Oh my God. Guys that have those versatile guys, right? That are, um, you know, Brissy has been touted as being able to move inside and out, kind of, and it fits kind of the mold of where the, the Bills brass would really like to have a guy and i'm just like no like just don't do it man i don't i don't think that he would be the worst uh nfl player but i just i i'm just sick of taking these same kind of guys year after year and none of them are kind of popping off they're not necessarily becoming like our first round guy has to be kind of a pro bowl caliber guy and we're still and we were still a 13 win team last year and went to the division like that's how close we are and we're so spoiled we are really spoiled 
I think like Zach Pickens in round two, the D tackle, they met with him on a top 30 visit. Like they met with him on a top 30 visit. Like that's another guy. Like you take, like, I would get on board Bills fans for a D tackle in round two or round three, 100%. Because I don't think there's enough guys long term. I don't think it fits in round one with, do they trade back and take Mozzie Smith and then a tackle wide receiver? That makes a way more sense. Mm-hmm. Right? Like if you go back to 39 or whatever, right? And you take Mozzie Smith. And then you take Matthew Bergeron or Tank Dell or Jonathan Mingo. Sure, that's different. That's I a see big, Bergeron's a even moving up. Bergeron's he's a, moving. early round two talent now. He's in the he's, he's in the thirties, maybe low forties right now. He's starting to, and to really move up. You want to hear something crazy? Yes, NFL Draft Network put out their player first round player grades. They have like 17 first round grades as players, like eighteen. I'm too nice, I guess. I've learned that really fast, and maybe I stink at evaluating talent, but I think I'm pretty good. Peter Skaronsky, they did not have a first-round grade on. And really? the reason is, in my opinion, why he would be not considered a first-round talent, and that's not what I think. I think he is a first-round talent, is people are afraid he fits more into a guard than a tackle. And is that is your value there? Nobody should it? draft him in the top no. 25. In 26. 26, yeah. Okay. Nobody pick him. Nobody pick him. That's we'll, take him we'll take him at 27. And if he's a great right guard, I don't care. Yeah. Final question before Lance gets a similar to going, as me and him click it at the same time. Oh no, we have two more. I, got, I wanna I wanna answer that one. Which one? The last one or the, this one? The last one. But this one's first, obviously. Podcast for people listen. Do the Bills go offense or defense round one? Lance? For the love of God, go offense. Give us something. Well, well, even if it's just protecting Josh Allen as a lineman, we don't care. We just want an offensive player. Um we've been taking defense. We've that's not a running heavily heavy draft uh, investment in our defense. And I think it'd be great to get uh, start getting some top end guys Mm -hmm. uh, uh, from the draft into our offense. I think there's defense is really top heavy in this draft. A lot of the DNs, a lot of the D tackles go early. A lot of the corners go earlier. We don't have to worry about that. I think there's going to be a good amount of weapons and there's going to be good tackles on the board at 27. I think there's going to be a guy or two that you're like, we'll take. So maybe it's starting out right. Maybe it's Jason. Maybe it's Jordan Addison. I don't know. But I say they go offense. I would say at this moment, I would go offense. Ask us next week and we, we'll see if we read anything. But yeah. And then yeah, Lance. Answer. What position should the Bills double dip in in the draft? Uh, offensive line or wide receiver? Because like I said before, this is a very – uh, considered a very shallow or potentially weak receiver class, but there is guys like Tillman and Perry and uh, those kind of guys that are bigger six three, six four kind of guys. And then there's a lot of the slots. So I think if you take kind of a slot guy and then also, or like a Yosivas, even after that, you know, he's a taller, so he could be more outside potentially or even inside. But, you know, I think they take potentially two wide receivers or, or and, maybe and they they may take um, two offensive linemen, and then the other thing is they could also take two defensive linemen because that's very deep. You can get a tackle and and an edge potentially later in the in the day three picks. So I think in in day one and two you're going to see probably an offensive lineman, maybe a weapon, maybe a linebacker, and then day three you're going to see probably another one of those positions offensive line or receiver uh picked up as well 
it's I think it's pretty simple. Receiver or O line, like guard a tackle round one, guard round four, receiver mm-hmm. round two, receiver round five. I think that's where you double. And I think it, those are the two positions you kind of have a lot more flexibility and a lot more moving pieces. Like you're not going to double dip a D tackle. There's no space really. Unless you actually I had, I had him taking, uh, unless, Lance, unless you go a guy in second round and then the sixth round, that's a, then you can maybe double. You're not going to go probably edge safety. You're not gonna, you might running back. You're not gonna, yeah. Well, you got to, yeah, I would be shocked get... if they go like mayor round one and then another tight end round four. Like that would just, yeah, I wouldn't no expect that either. So it's receiver or O line, and it's probably not, it's yeah. probably a tackle and a guard. If they're going to double dip, I receive. I would say the de- the defensive tackle makes some sense just because we don't have a lot. We don't have a lot for the if uh, you go on, on the books for the future. So if you went like a Keanu Benton round two, and then maybe like say Gervon Dexter Senior slips to round four, and you grab him or something. You know what you, you know? do. You can do like that. You can do that, or you can do like a Cameron Young in round four, round five, or Jacob Slade from Michigan State, Cameron Young from Mississippi State. Maybe Byron Young from Alabama falls into the day three pool. Mm-hmm. And you want to take him after taking Gervin Dexter round two, or you took Zach Pickens or Jaquan Roy in round two. Like you yeah. can double dip if a guy falls. It's gonna be if a guy falls, like like Shakir. Sure, that's sure. like he fell, and I think Shakir is gonna have a good year too. I think we got. It. I think we keep forgetting about it. Well, Lance, you what's see the guys getting some lemons at the uh, entrance of the facility today? Yeah, you see Gabe play. Davis. Gabe Davis wanted none of the lemons. Dunder Mifflin. Pajama pants, and he did not want the lemons. Josh Allen ate the lemons like a champ. Oh yeah, and also he's Josh Allen might be single. He's a stud. He's a bachelor, and he's really rough. Well, how invested people are in that. Yeah, I got him on my shirt. Find a way. You can find this shirt, by the way, in the built-in Buffalo merch oh, yeah. shop for the podcast listeners out there. Go to uh, the Teespring, search built-in Buffalo shop, oh, yeah. and you'll find all of our great designs on there. Lance, get the draft simulator, get up, and then we'll get out of here. Let's if you, do this. If you guys missed this episode, you can always rewatch or rewatch on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter. And you can always listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back next Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Make sure you follow Lance and I on Let's Twitter. Go. Mafia Montage. We have Kincaid. Go. We have Will McDonald. Oh, man, we, we started early. Washington. We have Jalen Hyatt here. Um, Torrance is there. Let's see, Lance. I'm trying to look because it's so far away. Go back up. What a guy. I wish they categorized it by position. Do they? Can we? Yeah. What do you want to oh. look at? And guys, we're using ESPN's new simulator that just came out. We're trying something new. Go to receiver. Oh, no, we're passing on receiver. No, Jalen Hyatt. No, we're passing on receiver. Okay. So now this is kind of the situation we talked about, right? Is this where you trade back, or is this where you take Antoine Harrison or Dar- and Daywan Jones? No, this is where you trade back, right? Because the yeah. difference between any of these guys here, and I like I like Daywan Jones more than other we... people. I do like Daywan Jones. I don't know that any. I think that when you yeah, you can play Freeland from... off the screen, please. <laughs> He's too when much. When you fun. talk about Bergeron, Malk, Jones, Harrison, I think. Bergeron obviously has that ability to move inside potentially. Yeah. I, th- I think Duncan's a good talent there as well. I, uh, I do like Daywan Jones a little more. I, I do. I know you don't, but I, I wouldn't. A lot take- of teams do. I think a lot of teams do as well. Go. And I think if you look at interior linemen here, we already talked Torrance. about not a lot of guys that we want to take. Torrance is available. There. Honestly, JMS, John Michael Schmitz is my can favorite we, interior can we lineman. Back? 
no, let's see if let's see what the trades are like here. Just just for people's uh, you know sake is we do have Campbell, Sanders, and Simpson, and Deion Henley. Yeah, uh, all here. Um, this is I think this is a bad case scenario for the Bills. Where this is, I think you have oh well, Cansey fell, so he's a a stud defensive tackle potentially. Um, the Pittsburgh prospect, I believe. Would you so, take him with twenty seven? I would. Uh, but let's trade back. I don't think he gets there. Let's I don't know. Back. I don't believe that he would fall either. But uh, you know, again, like we said, let's try to make a trade here. And this is the uh, first time I've ever done this, so I'm not oh, really true. sure what it's going to happen here. Daniels Who do we want to trade with here? Uh, can go f themselves. The Bucks are too far back. Who's no. in the sweet spot? The Seahawks are in the sweet spot. I think 37. Yeah. Yeah. That. Can we get also around if... 83? You think we can get? Oh, we're not going to get that. What the heck? Easy oh. now, guy. Just relax. Wait, we need one more though. I think. Yeah, we need to get, get rid of our there? pick. Get rid of fifty-seven and get rid of. Can we get eighty-three? You think we can do eighty-three, and maybe right. one fifty-four. One fifty-four. Oh, never mind. I guess it went through. Okay, uh, that's weird. Yeah, again, first time well, using got, this guy. So we got what do we get? Thirty-seven and eighty-three for twenty-seven. Yep, thirty-seven, eighty-three, twenty-seven. Oda Oliman. We're at so, 36. got day one Jones. I would take day one Jones. Like that's the pick, right? Yeah, that's a I great mean, I value have, pick. I would have liked to look into. I didn't see who else was there. Uh, so fifty nine Mingo is there at fifty nine. Um, Benton at the D tackle spot. Uh, where else do we need to get? Drew Sanders is there. So, I mean, that's perfect. Boom. So, yeah, you're kind of in and out, but I got gotcha. you. Um, so, now we have e pick 83. And um, let's just see. So far, we've got an offensive tackle in Daywan Jones and the inside linebacker, Drew Sanders. So, now we got 83 and 91 here. This is stacking up. Actually, pretty nice. So you see how, and and we just missed out on Josh Downs. You see, he went at eighty, we're at eighty three. So that would have been kind of cool if we would have got Jones, Sanders, Downs. Um, obviously, didn't happen. Uh, let's see who is there at wide receiver still. Uh, Mingo wasn't there. No, no. So At Perry, Jaden Reed, Marvin Mims. Oh, Marvin Mims would be perfect easily. Yeah, um, we talked about him. And then ninety one, we get to come back. And uh, tackle. I really like I really like the Oluwatimi pick here, but not I'm not going to force that on you. Uh, D tackle. tackle. So we have uh, Siaki Ika Ooh, uh, there. They do. Let's see who else. Uh, Coburn, not as people much. Like Pickens, people like, but I don't know if he's he's a visit. He's, so we got to remember that. You saw Roy. So Gervin Dexter's still there. So I think we could kind of. Wait on D tackle. We can wait unless we really like Ika. No, we can wait. Um, go to, go to, go to Edge. Nope. McGuire. Yeah, nah. not really much there. Go tight end. Uh, where are we at here? Tight end. there if you want him. Uh, I don't like him at ninety one though. I would rather take that guy at one thirty. Okay, go. Um, I don't know. I don't know. We're we're in a good spot where there's a lot of players we could take. Yeah, Trevor here, Jair, Trevor, Jair Brown. 
So everyone in the draft board again. We got for podcast listeners. Day one Jones at th- we traded back. So day one Jones at 37, Drew Sanders at 59, and Marvin Mims at 83. Now we're at 91, and we still have a couple more picks after that. Best yeah, po- oh wait, 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 wait. Our interior offense lineman here. I really what like about Luke Whipler, uh, too. I don't like him as much as I do uh okay. the kitchen Michigan here. Go. Run it. Um I'm on board. But then do you want safety or no? No, I, I, I agree with you. I think we go to the Michigan guy. We get a guy that can play guard, and we get a guy that can play center. Kind of a versatility in round – end of round three because we have four picks in the top 100. It gives us that. See, that's what it gives you. It gives you a little more versatility in this draft, I think. All right, so we lost out on a lot of the big – Holy cow. Where did the tackles just go? Yeah, they went. I like. I don't. Kobe Turner's way down there. And I yeah, Kobe Turner's. Way, Kobe Turner's way better than two thirds. Kobe Turner's a three round three round four guy. Yeah. So we could all, we could take him if we really wanted him here. He's there. Right uh, you do have uh, Hickman there at safety. Mm-hmm. You got Koontz is still here. So I think we like Koontz, Koontz right? Because I think he gives uh, you yeah. Yeah, let's take him. We we're right back at 137. Let me see what's still there. Here's where we could get an Iusiva, uh, a Hutchinson. Michael type of Wilson. Guy. Holy cow. Wilson's there still. So I like those. What else do we have here? Now we can maybe even look at uh, th- uh, this kid. Sean Tucker. Uh, Abanaconda is there. He's uh, he's flying up draft boards out of mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. Um, Tucker's there. Yep. Uh, I just wouldn't take Tucker with these guys above yes, him still no. there necessarily. So uh, I love my Syracuse guys, but um, off-ball linebacker. Ooh, we haven't gone edge. We haven't gone edge. No. Let's see what edge got. We already saw, and there isn't much there. Mm-mm. McGuire, Ojomo, KJ Henry's there. He's my guy. Um, we we did take him a lot. I just want to see what else is out here for offensive linemen. We don't have to take KJ Henry. We've taken a lot. Ah, I don't mind if he's the best player available when we pick. Hickman's a safety that we could take in this spot. Let's go Hickman. Uh, we, can, Hickman. we can double t- we can double dip on the inside linebacker and get like oh, a right. Pace Jr. or an Overshawn. People like Pace uh, Jr. Yeah, I, I do too, but uh, let's see. I don't know. Lance, this is your call. There's a lot of good options. There's a lot of good options for the sake of us saying this is our last pick before 205, so we wouldn't have a chance to double dip at receiver unless we do it here. So I'm going to take Yosivas here. Okay. Did we, we, did we go D-tackle yet? No, we got to go D-tackle, I think. Yeah, we haven't had a chance, so we'll see if uh, our guy gets there to us at 205 here. No, they all got taken. There's not a single D-tackle on the board? Yeah, no. There's got to be somebody, but they don't have them in here. Um, what? They, they had, they had like Moro Ojomo listed as something else. You know what, you know what they did, Lance? They screwed us on the player ranks, thinking that they were going to yeah. go at two thirty, but they're not. Yep. That's what kind of that, we kind of got fooled by that. Uh did we go edge yet? Let's go edge. We need some defense. You don't want to go Payne Durham? Come on, give me Payne we're, Durham. We already went Zach. We already went to Yeah. What's that? Zach, Zach Koontz, 130. Oh, I don't want to double dip at tight end. Well, I forgot about him. Let's you go. Wanna, go edge. Go edge. You know they're going to take a cornerback. Go. Habakkuk Baldonado. He's a Raz guy. Yeah. Yes. He's got the best name. Habakkuk Baldonado. Oh, we're done. Can't beat that. So we go. Look at this. I'm going to read it out to the people. Ready? For podcast listeners. Yeah. 
Daywan Jones at 37, the tackle from Ohio State. Drew Sanders, linebacker from Arkansas at 59. Marvin Mims, receiver from Oklahoma, 83. Lance, give me the name. I don't know this guy's name. Olusigan Oluwatimi. Center slash guard at 91 from Michigan. Zach Kuntz at 130. Tight end from Old Dominion. At 137, we double-dipped, like we said earlier, receiver Andre Isovis, wide receiver from Princeton. And then Habakkuk Baldonado. He's from Pitt, correct? Pitt. The end at 2.05. So we went tackle, linebacker, receiver, interior O-lineman, tight end, wide receiver, D. And we probably probably should throw one more probably defensive player in there, knowing what the Bills would do. So yeah, for sure. But yeah, I, I think, don't think that Oluwatimi pick would have been a would have been a the the D tackle there. Would have been a D tackle. We we got yeah. fooled on the player ranks, thinking that we could get them at one thirty seven or one thirty, mm-hmm. but we for couldn't. Sure. And I I just I think there's not really a good place to take Oluwatimi, so I don't think the Bills are ever going to get him. But I really like his Round fit four, on our maybe? offensive line, so it would be kind of cool. We we just at the end of the day we don't know exactly what we're gonna get out of the uh, potential trade back scenario. So if we do get a nice uh, couple of picks out of the trade back scenario, maybe we even you know, and I don't know if we make multiple trades, so we end up with four or five picks, six picks on day two. That'd be sick yeah. for our show. But uh, <laughs> but if yeah. we you know if we get those kind of things that, uh, happening, then you have the chance at getting. Um, you know, more of those depth players, like I mentioned. And I, I really like the interior offense alignment on day two, third round, um, you know, right around that at end of the third round too. Uh, there's a lot mm-hmm. of guys between 90 and 120, mm-hmm. which we're picking at 91 and 130. So we just, we, that those 40 picks are almost always uh, in the simulations, at least, are almost always the runs kind of on those yes. offensive and defensive linemen that we're looking at getting. So we almost have to kind of reach for our guy that we want to get um, at the uh, at the pick at ninety one potentially. So so that's a place where we could even potentially see um, the Bills moving back as well at the end of round three and getting a couple of uh, potential. Say the Niners want to move up to ninety one and they'll give up you know, 101, 102 or something, you know, let's say, I don't know, made back-to-back picks there. And then we could get, you know, the the Roy kid from LSU at D-tackle and the Oluwatimi uh, center guard uh, kid out of Michigan. So I think those those would be interesting yeah. uh, things to happen, but uh, we'll have to see. We're only a week away, man. It's a week and a half. Uh, I'm 10 excited, days. So Wait, I, is it next uh, Friday? Is it next? Yeah. Not this Thursday. Next Thursday. Oh, let's go. Yeah. Lance. Where can everyone use our promo code? Yeah, so obviously the Buffalo Blitz is presented by Underdog Fantasy, the best daily fantasy app in all of sports. You use the promo code Blitz at sign up, you will get a deposit match up to $100. So a deposit from $10 to $100, you will get that matched. So if you deposit $100, you get $200 in your account right away. And again, you got best ball drafts, daily drafts, uh, pick them games, which are nice nightly uh, wagers. You can win a little bit of money uh, in a, in a kind of higher, lower pick them wager form, uh, wager entry. Uh, so get get on there. Check that out. It's a, either the website or an app, uh, underdogfantasy.com or the Underdog Fantasy app. Promo code BLITZ to sign up. And before we get out of here, I know it's a little long. 
as I click it, I just stopped. My brain just farted for a second. We, why is what, what, what the heck's going on here, Lance? Friday, April 28th. Well, why why wouldn't it let me go on? I'm not sure. It would, okay. There it is. Yeah. Friday, April 28th, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Built and Buffalo Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter network. Lance and I are going drafting. The Buffalo Blitz podcast presents NFL Draft Round 2 and Round 3 with special guest reactions and coverage on all picks. We'll send out social media reminders, as always. But 7 p.m. Eastern until the end of the draft. Catch us on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. It's going to be a fun night. Don't want to miss it. Round 2, Round 3. It's going to be epic. And... That's going to do it for us. If you guys miss this episode on Facebook, on YouTube, or on Twitter, you can always prefer the podcast version. Wednesday morning, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Lance and I will be back next Tuesday. Lance, quickly, who's the guest we have on coming on next Tuesday so people know? Yeah, our guy, Dan Tortora of Wake Up with DT. He's... Uh... Got a show in Syracuse. He's based out of Syracuse, New York, and uh, does a lot of great stuff. He's uh, in with a lot of the Syracuse football players, basketball players. He's um, got a lot of great insight. He's been around a lot of the folks in and uh, around the Syracuse University program, as well as the um, Jacksonville Jaguars football program. Um, so he's got a lot of great insights. He's got a lot of cool stories with different guys that yeah. I want to get into with him and, and he, we're going to have some fun with him. He is a Jaguars fan. So we're going to, uh, pick on him a little bit. Yeah. We'll yeah, also ask what the Jaguars are doing in the draft to get a little knowledge. And, on and we'll get a, yeah, we'll get a little knowledge and, uh, it'll be a little bit more, uh, Syracuse university heavy themed, I think next week, just to tickle my fancy a little bit, but we'll try to keep it enough, uh, diversity to give you y'all Bills fans what you need but I think uh, it'll be perfect insight on what's coming up with the draft and also Sean Tucker is now cleared so he will have his pro day on Monday a week from today the 24th at Syracuse University so we'll, we'll be on the lookout for that and he'll be, uh, be there we'll see yeah I'm we'll see the Bills, Bills there. attend and and we'll see, you know, where what he looks like. I'm interested to see him run the 40, see what kind of drills he does. And I think he has a fantastic uh, repertoire. He can be a, kind of a do-it-all back. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if he's on the Bills' radar whatsoever and uh, um, if any of the Syracuse guys land in Buffalo. 100%, 100%. He probably fits into that day three category for the Bills if they want to go running back. But that's going to do it for the Buffalo Blitz. On Bill Buffalo, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter Network, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back next Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern. And as always, he was Lance, I was Peter. And go Bills. Go Bills. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.